you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy helmet april is upon us spring is here at long last and even though it's freezing here i'm wearing a sweater at any moment i feel like it can snow uh i see hope the crocuses are in bloom I hope you guys are having a great start to your spring. Happy April to you all. Uh, Before I launch in and start digging into all the beautiful questions in the mailbag, I'll just give you a quick update. So last week, we put our house on the market on Friday. We had very few appointments, surprisingly few, considering this hot, hot market. And then what happened is we had our open house on Sunday. By Monday, we had five offers. And by Tuesday, we'd accepted the highest one. Friday, all the contracts were signed. Everything is on its way. And, you know, the day I signed the contract, first of all, we got the number we were hoping for, like the dream number. We were so excited. Uh, And then I found myself with this contract nervous because we don't have the next spot. I don't even know the next town. And we're giving up something that is not just a house for us, but truly a member of our family. When we told my son that we were moving, he said, Mom, you can't sell my best friend. I guess the house is his best friend. And my husband said, this house is so important to me. It's a member of our family. And when I design homes for anyone, I want them to become more aligned with their home, more in love with their home, more um, a sense of ownership and pride over their space. And if the home happens to become a family member, so much the better. But when I'm designing my own spaces, it is with an intention that every member of the family truly feel represented by the design, by the functionality. So it warms my heart to hear my family say that. I know we're going to feel even more excited about that next space, but there's a massive leap of faith. When you sell your house at the height of the market and don't have another place to move into and are looking at all these other places that are inflated in price and... So there is a lot of stress, so much stress that my back went out the day we accepted the offer 
Tuesday, um, my back went out and I was laying flat until just yesterday. So there's a lot going on over here. And I'm very hopeful and uh, I've got a lot of faith that we will find the right place for us before we are displaced in July. All right. Well, there's an update for you guys. Real estate update. Uh, now let's hear your updates. Let's dig into the mailbag and read what's been going on with you guys. My first email comes from Melissa and Melissa writes in from Kansas City. She says, hi, Betsy. In my formal dining room, I'm having trouble finding a sideboard or buffet to store my china. The walls are Sherwin-Williams tricorn black, and there's white trim. The table was refurbished and is my great-grandmother's. It's a different wood tone than the floor. Should I look for a white sideboard? Wood? I'm afraid there's too many finishes, and I'm not sure what direction to go in. Hopefully, I haven't messed up this room because I can't change anything else. Should I hang more photos on the wall? All right, so let's look at these pictures, Melissa. Let's dig right in. Yes, so you do have a chair rail and then molding at the bottom, and the chair rail, including the molding, is all painted that bright white. Above the trim rail, chair rail, excuse me, you have this deep black wall color. The table's like a mid-tone brown, as are the floors, and then you appear to have a rug that's got some blue. I'm thinking, or maybe it's also black. It's very hard to tell. And then chairs with black legs and perhaps blue or gray upholstery. Again, it's kind of hard to tell in these pictures. Then where you've got this little indentation, perfect for a sideboard of buffet, you've got this really cool piece of geometric abstract art. It's like all these little pixel squares that are kind of distorted in a variety of colors, everything from reds, oranges, blues, purples, maybe some blacks. Uh, so there's a lot going on. And also, in addition to the table being wood, the floors being wood, the frame of this artwork is wood. And so I think your instincts are correct that we don't want to go wood because the table, the floor, the frame, we don't want to go white because everything below the chair rail is white. And we know that a buffet is going to be 30 to 36 inches high. It's probably going to be right in line with that chair rail, if not just a tiny bit higher. So if that was white, it would just blend in. I would go for something that's a true color, maybe a color that's found in the artwork. So if you could find like a cool coral buffet or something that introduces a new tone, because if I'm reading the chairs right there, like a teal, the rug would be that navy. So maybe we need something warm in here to kind of round out that 60, 30, 10. And black, in this case, could count as a neutral or it could count as a color choice. But I think the key here is to go with a colorful piece. Now, a lot of you are saying, Betsy, if she picks a coral buffet, it's most likely wood that's painted a coral tone. And guys, you are 100% right. But keep in mind, if you've read my book or listened to past episodes, that painted wood does not count as a wood tone. It has to have a visible grain for it to be counting as a wood element. So as long as you can't see the wood grain through the paint, as long as it's not like a 
coral wash or something like that, it would not count as a wooden element, even if it's made from wood. Instead, it counts as a coral element. And then you'll want to be careful not to layer more coral on top of the coral buffet because we're constantly looking for contrast, can't contrast of materials, right? We don't want it to look like we shopped at the wood store. We don't want it to look like we shopped at the coral store. So we're looking for something that will contrast with everything that's going on while cohesively fitting in with something in the room. So we wouldn't want to arbitrarily pick a color. We want to derive it from that inspiration piece. And I'm assuming based on the images I'm seeing here, that your inspiration piece is this beautiful square geometric abstract framed interesting thing. I also like how light it is in comparison to the wall color because we certainly don't want to do anything dark. Do you need more art? That was a question that you asked at the end of your email. The answer is yes. You know, I think at the head and the foot, uh, if you guys are looking at the pictures on YouTube, the head and the foot of the table are both feeling a little bit empty for me. At the foot of the table, there's windows. And so those need to be dressed with some drapes, in my opinion. Two beautiful panels that would flank either side of the window, bring in that color. Maybe it's again that coral. Uh, that would really be dramatic and warm up this space that's really leaning towards a cool kind of vibe right now. And then on the other side of the table at the foot, we're going to need some artwork. You have something large, dramatic, and square above the buffet. So I'm going to recommend that you don't do a square. You could potentially do a series, even though I am a little bit dubious about multiple multiples in a dining room. And you say, Betsy, there's no multiples. That square piece is one piece. Well, in a dining room, oftentimes we have multiple chairs that are all the same. So having multiple chairs and multiple pieces of art can create visual clutter in the room if we're not totally intentional. I would be mindful on this head table side of the wall to do maybe a mirror that would reflect that beautiful natural daylight coming in from the foot of the table wall right? That would be a beautiful way to bring that daylight over to the other side of this room, especially with the dark paint. We want to be really mindful so that this room does not become too cavey. All right, Melissa, I think I've solved all your problems, at least for this email. Let us know how everything works out. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today.
And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. My next question comes from Bailey. Bailey is writing from coastal North Carolina, and she says, Hi, Betsy. I'm working on decorating my new home, and I'm wondering what the rule is when it comes to rugs in a dining room. Are they necessary, and what do they really add to the room? I don't have an inspiration piece yet for my dining room, so I won't be getting a rug right now, but I'm curious how long I can go with bare floors. All right, Bailey. I have this phrase I like to use. Could and should. Could we go without a rug in the dining table? Sure. Should we go without a rug in the dining room? Absolutely not, Bailey. Because a rug in the dining room not only helps to break up the flooring in the table, because typically, as we just saw in Melissa's case, the floor is often wood in a dining room that's not carpeted, and the table's often wood. Most dining tables are wood. So we want to break up that wood on wood look. The other thing that we want to do is we want to create some kind of padding so that when we pull our chairs back and forth to and fro, we're not scratching the floors. And it's great that you don't have an inspiration piece because I love using a multicolored rug under a dining table because it will camouflage stains and spills and it can serve as your inspiration piece. Now, when you're thinking about a rug for under a dining table, you want something relatively low pile. You don't want something thick and shaggy because it's going to capture the food and be very hard to clean. I myself love floor tiles, F-L-O-R.com. I use floor tiles in dining rooms all the time, especially people who are a little bit messy, people who have younger children. It can be a game changer in terms of not having to worry about throwing the whole rug out when a bottle of wine should spill, when somebody drops, you know, a whole bowl of marinara sauce with pasta this kind of thing. You can just pop out one of the carpet squares and insert a new one, and it's much easier to kind of manage those issues. That being said, it's not the most luxurious look. A nice big rug is a better sort of um, visual experience, more high-end look than the carpet tiles, even though I have carpet tiles in my dining room and they look fabulous, if I do say so myself. So I would be going for a patterned rug that can be the inspiration piece that's maybe one long, large piece if you don't have the concerns I mentioned. And I would be looking for something. This is the rule, right? That it has to be 30 to 36 inches larger than the table on every side where you're going to have a chair. Most people want to have the option to have head and foot chairs. So you're going to make sure that, you know, say the table is 36 by 60. That's just a standard size. So 36 by 60, that's a good apartment size table. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to add 30 inches or 36 inches to the head and the foot. That means the rug needs to be um, 
you know, 60 inches plus another 60 inches. So that's 120, that's 10 feet, right? So 10 feet long. And then that 36 inch side, we're going to need 36 inches and 36 inches. So 36 plus 60 or 72. Well, that brings us to the perfect eight by 10 size, eight by 10 rug size under a 36 by 60 inch table. Does that make sense? So a lot of people don't know this or they don't assume this when they're watching HGTV or when they're, you know, dreaming about becoming an interior designer. But I would say a good half of my work is mathematical formulas, things that I use to determine where things go, how much space they need around them, what size of item I should be looking for. And then, of course, working with standard sizes I can find in stores to marry that custom function to the specific room to things I can actually find. So 50% of my job is math. And 50% of my job is art. And that's perfect for me because I love toggling back between right brain, left brain, right brain, left brain. But a lot of people assume that interior design is all art. Could not be um, more untrue in my personal opinion. So there we go, Bailey. I've solved all your problems. And now you know that you should put down a dining room rug and you know just what you should be looking for. All right, my next question comes from Renee. And Renee writes, Hi, Betsy. Thanks for all the free advice. Renee, it's my pleasure. Thanks for being a listener. Thanks for writing into the mailbag. If you haven't already, please go and leave us a review. It would be most appreciated. And that's the only thanks I need for giving you all these great tips and this amazing content. The more reviews we have, the more we get found, the more listeners and downloads we get, which in turn leads to podcast growth. So thank you, Renee. Thank you. You write, uh, here are some before and afters from a question I submitted a while ago. I was trying to find a focal point for my living room. You threw in some advice on hanging art over the couch with better spacing, and we love it all. We are still working on styling the shelf in a toddler-friendly way, but I am so happy and I wanted to show and to tell you. Well, Renee, thank you so much for this update. I really appreciate it. Guys, if you want to see Renee's before and afters, go to our YouTube channel. It's affordable interior design, of course. And we have a robust YouTube channel where not only can you watch an entire episode at a time, you can also just tune in to catch her question. So we have the um, videos also broken down question by question. So if you're just looking for advice on one topic, you can search within our YouTube channel and find Every time we talk about paint, every time we talk about dining room rugs, and every time we share some before and afters. So here we go, Renee, just looking through your pictures, you know, it does make a big difference to take those pictures that you had clustered above the couch and just spread them out. In my opinion, just to go next level with you, I would incorporate more pictures. Right now you have three, one very elongated landscape, one squarish type painted landscape, and one square landscape that's got a frame and a mat and maybe a secondary mat so that it's actually pretty small. I think this vignette would really benefit from some more friends. Now, because you're doing an asymmetrical arrangement, I would recommend doing an odd number of frames or images. So here you have three. 
So you wouldn't want to include three more because that's six. Instead, you want to include two more or four more so that ultimately you end up with an odd number of pictures in your gallery wall. I think that will look better above your big sofa, and I think you're going to love it even more than you do now. Now let's get to the bookcase that you put next to the television. Yes, the television was in sort of this walkway space, and because the TV isn't centered in the room, then the TV can't be centered in the room. You were talking about styling these shelves in a toddler-friendly way, and I think you've done just the right thing with a basket at the bottom. You might want to go with a slightly larger basket that better fills that space, and then I would include inside the basket toddler-friendly things. So when your little one comes over to the bookshelf, he, she can pull the basket and take what they want and play with it, and then also take ownership of putting things away. And I think you've got just the right idea started by incorporating some books and some tchotchkes. I would also consider doing some picture frames because it can be really nice. This is a focal point. I am staring at it when I'm sitting in the sectional. So I love to have some imagery to stare at in addition to the sculptural items and books. Renee, I want to see another after. I want the before, the after, and then the after after. Is that too much to ask? Please send it along. I can't wait to see how everything turns out. Guys, I hope this has inspired you to send in your before and afters after you've heard some great advice on this show and then been inspired to make a change. You can go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast. There you can submit a question. You can become a premium member, which is such an amazing way to support us and to get bonus content every month. And you can see all of our past episodes. So it's a very exciting place where transcripts, pictures and all the fun goes down. And if you want even more, that YouTube channel awaits affordable interior design on YouTube. All right, guys, I'm going to log off and I'm also going to hope that I find a new home fast because I am not going to lie. I'm freaking out. And every night when I come home and relax on my sofa to watch bad reality shows, I could be working or I could be just constantly surfing Trulia looking for our next place. I can't wait for that truly obsession to end. All right, everyone. Until next time. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. 
follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MDCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.